I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes, man. Like that guy is ridiculous. The GOAT retired. LeBron James, all-time leading scorer, arguably the greatest player of all time. As a fan, obviously you don't want to lose. Yeah, I don't think people really give UFC fighters a lot of credit for cutting weight and then going out there to put on a fight. I've been looking on Facebook and Instagram, and I've been seeing a lot of pictures of this gentleman. Aaron Taylor, thank you uh, for joining us. I'll give you no nice problem. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, soccer guy. Huge soccer guy. Absolutely. So today we're just going to be going into MLS, Major League Soccer. I know we've got some U.S. soccer later in the show, but obviously Lionel Messi, one of the greatest soccer players of all time, joins yes. Inter-Miami. I mean, that's that just breaks everything. Absolutely breaks everything. Uh, the... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Inter Miami uh, follower account on Instagram went from about 500k to about five million in like two days after yep. the signing of Lionel Messi. Yeah, and they're they're well beyond 14 million. At least that was the last time I checked. Um, so with that being said, this is this is the first like big huge star to do such since Pele. Mm, no. Ooh, that that's a good throwback to the NAS, NASL days. But the last big one or like the one the last player that made this big of a noise coming was probably David Beckham. I was gonna, I was gonna say, to, David. into the LA Galaxy. Of Which course, is interesting because he is he he's within the ownership of Inter Miami, correct? Yes, he is one of he is one of the owners, which David Beckham's original deal when he came to LAF to the LA Galaxy was that he would that regardless of how how much it would cost to own an MLS franchise later he made sure that in his contract he would be able to purchase an MLS franchise for about 50 million right of course now it costs about 300 million to start your own MLS franchise, so David Beckham got got his team at a at a very cheap price, and now obviously they're they're off and running. So with with this move, where where does the trajectory of the MLS go from here? It's an interesting question. It's and and it's a broad question because, of course, the Apple deal and what Messi's getting from the Apple deal is is bringing viewership up. Uh, Messi brings a lot to the into this league, bringing lots of eyes from South America and from Europe from where he's most prominent. Right. But sometimes that viewership doesn't always transfer to the rest of the league. So this, while Messi coming to the league is incredibly big and... Everything that he's going to do is do with the league is going to be put under a microscope, and it's going to be 
cheer and cheered or booed regardless of what what fans are mls needs to capitalize on what messi is bringing uh the audience that messi is bringing and push it also to all the rest of their teams showcase what each team has to bring to the table uh what 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 each team brings to the table to eat and for each fan and increase the popularity of the league itself by also bringing up the rest of the teams that maybe Messi isn't a part of but he brings up like like individual players that are that he's playing against like the caller saying oh that that was a great um that was some great defense by Nuhu Tolo, or that was great defense by Walker Zimmerman for Nash- for Nashville SC. The the bigger Messi brings a bigger microscope to what any other team in MLS does because of how many eyes are watching whatever match he play he plays in. It it's such. It's such a privilege to have the greatest of all time in an American soccer league. They're a fairly new club. I see right here that they became a new club in 2018. How do you take Miami from, I mean, I don't know much about soccer, but I always figured that they were kind of like bottom of the barrel, like not very good. How do you like get over that hump? Like I know Messi did a lot, but how do they enter Miami, like get more tickets, Messi, David Beckham, like, how do they just transform into, like, a better organization as a whole? Well, I think, for, before you answer that, like, ticket sales have skyrocketed since he's been. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't think the the marketing sides of things is anything they have to worry about. Absolutely yeah. not. And in fact, I took a screenshot of Ticketmaster for the Orlando, for the Orlando City uh, Soccer Club that's, that's right down the road, uh, and... In a couple of weeks, uh, Inter Miami is coming to play and to play them here in Orlando. The game beforehand, uh, before Messi comes, uh, supporters and supporter section tickets, standing room only, where you're possibly could be behind uh, behind flags and stuff while waving. Uh, the game before Messi comes is they're they're selling for fifteen dollars. Which is which is a good a very good price to get. You should get on and get on that and buy those tickets. But the game that Messi comes to, two hundred and eighty nine dollars for standing room only tickets. That your your sightliner is going to be obstructed by fans waving flags. That that's almost almost a what is that? That's uh, almost a tenfold, a ten, a more than a tenfold increase in price just because of Messi and because of Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba, a couple of teammates that he brought over from Barcelona. But this team is firing on all cylinders. Just one league's cup. They're in the final for the U.S. Open Cup against the Houston Dynamo in, I think it's the middle of October or the end of September. They're most likely going to get two championships in two championships within the span of three months and they're in the bottom tier of MLS franchises that's what that's what Messi brings to inner Miami but also Messi brings the Tom Brady level of culture shift into a, into an organize into an organization Tampa Bay and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 
they were an interesting watch. Their offense was was great with Jameis Winston throwing the rock all over the place to to Godwin and Mike Evans. And defenses when he and their there. defense was was still pretty good, but Winston was throwing picks and all over the place, and the mindset of the organization wasn't wasn't as locked in as it could be. Tom Brady comes first year, they win the Super Bowl. That that is that's un, unprecedented levels of leadership that that Tom Brady brought to the Buccaneers. Same thing with Lionel Messi. He's bringing up the homegrown. Uh, Ben Benjamin and Kramaski is one of their homegrown products that has spent four, maybe five games starting for the for the senior team because he was before that he was in like the the under nineteens or the under twenty three squad for for Inter Miami, but but Messi and his leadership and his skill has brought players like. But like Kramaski, like DeAndre Yedlund, like uh, like Robert Taylor, like Drake Callender, up up in le- in performance level, and it that's what that's what met that's what Messi truly brings to to the Inter Miami squads. It brings the the level of leadership and accountability up, just like Tom Brady. So, in other words, he he elevates everybody else around him as well. Exactly. That's that's probably the number one thing that I would that I would choose as Messi's greatest skill. Even though he's phenomenal with it with his feet, he can score off a free kick from thirty yards out, and it'd be smooth as butter. Like like the goalkeeper has no chance. But his best ability, like his assist against. Uh, against the New York Red Bulls it was like a it was a nice outside of the foot like finesse up the line to Kramaski he just makes everyone better and get into better positions for the team as a whole to succeed and that's that's Messi's best skill that he brings to Inter Miami yeah looking at Inter Miami do you think all these other MLS clubs or teams that are at the bottom of the barrel they look at Inter Miami like, dude, like we were bottom of the barrel, not selling any tickets. Marketing was kind of trash. We signed a player like Messi through the roof. You think these other teams are kind of eyeing doing the same thing? Like, all right, we're going to see if we could get an international player that is looking to leave the Premier League or whichever league it is, come over, we'll hand them a blank check, and our ratings will skyrocket. Because international soccer fans, dude, they travel like no other. They'll watch wherever, whenever. They're super dedicated. So you think any other teams are trying to do what Inter Miami's doing? Absolutely. They're they they'll definitely try and try to do it, but the the best way the best way to go about it is finding that top level star that also fits what your team and what your team is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inter Miami and Messi and Messi are fit together like a glove because their ownership and their culture has that European pedigree with with David Beckham owning and trying to make that that cult and that entire culture shift with a great player like Messi coming along. It's it <laughs> MLS has a weird financial structure. So you get you get three what are called designated player slots where 
to like say the regular American sports fan, you ha- MLS has a has a salary cap, but you get these three designated player slots that allow your team to be to place that on a player, and their salary doesn't count towards the salary cap whatsoever. It's it, they they sit in a vacuum by themselves, so you can pay the likes of Messi, Sergio Busquets, and Jordi Alba the big dollars all that you want, and that doesn't count toward the salary cap. A bunch of teams are going to start doing whatever Miami have done have done and throw out that money to say a Neymar who's getting who's getting closer to the end of his prime but is still really good and he wants to spend time in say New York or go over to LA and do the same thing that Beckham did with the Galaxy maybe and shift that that uh the culture with the galaxy because they're bottom tier in the Western conference. Um, But to make it effective, you have to, you have to have that player that you sign line up with what your organization and what, with what your organization breathes, like what, what they're about. And, like the likes of Neymar, the likes of Antoine Griezmann, the likes of other really big name uh, soccer players in Europe are going to get that that uh, that offering by a bunch of MLS teams, and they'll say, "Yeah, I'd, it sounds good, but the Saudis are going to offer me that much more," and it's it. It so MLS needs to come with like the me, almost the messy treatment with some added perks that aren't just the money. They need to make more more financial decisions along the lines of okay, we'll throw in like maybe five percent of your of your uh, of the Adidas sales or something like that to to lure those players over. So. That's that's their responsibility is to make the deal more attractive for whoever they're going out to get. Exactly, that's that's something that they that they that the teams need to do, that the league needs to do to to bring that talent over to the United States and keep the viewership of the however many billion people there are with iPhones, iPads, Macs that are just watching on Apple TV. Yeah, so let me ask you this. What did Inter-Miami do to land Messi? What was part of that deal to get him? Because so many teams out there, why did he go to Miami? He went to Miami because of the because of the lead, the leadership that is back that is backing Inter-Miami with the David Beck and with David Beckham. But more financially, Messi's getting a cut of the Apple TV revenue that that the league is getting overall from what is it? Two point five billion dollars over ten years. I think is I think the deal is with Apple TV. He's getting he's getting uh, his cut of the Adidas deal that that uh, MLS has with Adidas for as the clothing brand and and stuff like that. But there, but one of the main attractors for Messi to go to Miami was his family life. Because in whether it was in Barcelona or Paris, his family wasn't able to come because 
it was a little more on the risky side for his family to come to games. It's a lot, and soccer's a lot more intense for the fans over in the likes of Barcelona and Paris. But MLS brings a, a more family-friendly environment with his family sitting in boxes right next to the into the field in uh, Drive Pink uh, Stadium, and as you can see from what and from games that Messi has been playing in, he's happy. He is smiling. He is mm-hmm. he's having fun playing soccer again. Something that he hasn't something that he hasn't had in a while with the Barcelonas and the. And and the Parises of of the world. Yeah, I mean it's a huge culture shock, I think, for the entire major league soccer. I mean we we've never seen. I mean, like you said, David Beckham was huge. Um, so Inter Miami has you know we talked about their their following stuff, uh, but I just checked their their Instagram account has less than four million followers. How does how does the MLS gain more traction? Because I, I know you're big on the the Apple TV. It's only one streaming service that they have. How else can they ramp up viewers for their entire league as a whole? It's a good question. I would start with putting out some feature length. Well, not feature length. Um, some. some packages along some of the some of the other other players do almost almost like a what's that F1 documentary thing or series on Netflix yeah the docu series yeah do do something like that with the with the league and put put some teams on on the on the in the forefront put certain players on the forefront um like maybe, like maybe a uh, Yorkos Yakamakis with uh, with Atlanta FC, well Atlanta United FC, uh, maybe a Diego Char with with Portland. Even though I shudder to say that name, uh, a Nico Ladero of Seattle, a Emmanuel Reynoso of Ma- of Minnesota United. Uh, of Demar Krelach of of Real Salt Lake, and of, I'm, I'm you know I don't follow MLS as much as I should, but I'm guessing these are all the best players on these teams. Yeah, these are all some of the best players on the teams, some of the best personalities on the on right. those teams. Make make something more attractive like that. Put it out on on an Apple T on Apple TV Plus, or if you want to branch out and negotiate with Apple TV, maybe put that out, out on Netflix to help com- to help you compete with that with that streaming docu series kind of a thing. Another big thing, and this is kind of more along the lines of us doing projects here at, at the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, put Put the post-game interviews on YouTube. Require every single team yes. to put post-match interviews from whether it's players, whether it's coaches, whether it's whoever you want, owners of the team doesn't doesn't matter. Put them on YouTube for the rest of the world and for the rest of the world to see 
so that we can get the personality of those players, of those coaches, of those owners, of those whatever, whoever, get those personal personalities out there so that we and so that the fans know this isn't this league isn't just Lionel Messi. This league is Seattle. This league is Atlanta. This league is New York, LA, Kansas City, Real Salt Lake, Minnesota, Texas with the three teams that they have there, Austin, Dallas, and Houston. Don't take advantage of Messi being in your league and have him also share the spotlight with the rest of what your league has to offer. It it's it's really really important to take advantage of what Messi is giving to your league because he is the greatest of all time. Right. More specifically, those interviews need uh, captions because absolutely, a, yeah, a lot, that too. Lot, lot of players speak different languages. Exactly. You need the you need I the think, Spanish think it ones. It took me like an hour and a half to find a Messi uh, interview, and then I just just so I just. Didn't understand a word he said. There's there is one interview I I know on ESPN FC where they put uh, captioning on on the low on the bottom of the video because because of the Spanish speaking of both the inner the interviewer and Messi. So that that's a great that was a great help for looking right. for interviews there. No, but I I like how you said with the the documentaries, docu series, whatever it is, player profiles, because it, you know it's huge. We, uh, Drive to Survive was the F one for, Formula yeah. One documentary you're talking. I about. still haven't checked that out. I need to. No, I I, I definitely do. Have you? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. I don't know if it's must watch TV, but it's huge. The year they did it, the the following season, the fan uh, rates went up seventy one percent. So think if MLS does anything close to that, I could see their follower follower count at least tripling to, to, exactly. to about twelve. Exactly because stuff like that is something. I mean, since the pandemic, docu series and documentaries have skyrocketed. That's that's really all people watch, and it's it's much more entertaining to watch, in my opinion. And fun fact: MLS was the in, uh, Major League Soccer was the first thing to to come back sporting wise in in America during the pandemic with their MLS's back tournament, and it went nowhere. There there wasn't really there wasn't really that big of a boost afterwards uh, after after the tournament. Even though I remember watching, sitting down and watching every single match because. I was unemployed and doing nothing at the time, <laughs> and I wanted something to do. So I tried to start it and starting a podcast, but it kind of fizzled. It kind of fizzled out right. af- afterward because I was I was actually working and couldn't find the time for for the podcast again. But MLS needs to learn to capitalize on big things like that. Oh, we're the first sport coming in coming out of the pandemic. Watch us. We're on Fo- and we're on Fox and we're on ESPN. Right. We have Messi in our league. But don't just pay attention to Messi. Pay attention to Texas, New York, L.A., Seattle, all all around all around the <laughs> these United States with the with how big our teams are in their are in their respective markets. Right, and streaming services are blowing up. I'm going to steal what our current instructor said. Uh, streaming services are like the you know you go to the grocery store, you walk in, you only need eggs, butter, and milk. 
right? You need three things. But you're forced to buy but, wine. But, but, you know, the, the, all those are in the back of the store, right? They're, they're kept back, preserved and whatever. And then you're coming back and you see, like you said, you know, the wine and you see the treats, you see all the goodies and stuff. Like you, you can't really, you have to get all of them. I know specifically with me, like they, there's, there's, I, I would like all of them. I'd like access because if there's one thing on one, if there's one thing on Peacock, the other thing's on Hulu, and then you got something on Paramount Plus, like, they're everywhere. Like, you, there, there should be a big bundle where I can just get everything for, like, a monthly fee. Yeah. Right? Because the, the numbers stack up. But just having Apple TV as your only subscription, I don't think is the way to go. Especially no, it's since it's not the most popular. Because the most popular, in my opinion, would be YouTube TV. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of, YouTube, that's one of them, YouTube yeah. YouTube TV kind of carries... Everything, almost all the sports. I just, I, I don't know. I think they're the they're the new cable uh, and cable provider now. Exactly, at, le- at least the new- mainstream one. Yes, yeah, because because I I just experienced this recently. Within about a day, I saw ads for Spectrum Sports uh, saying, "Keep ESPN. They're charging uh, Walt Disney's charging an exorbitant amount." Within a day, every single ESPN channel said. Sorry, we don't have this anymore because Walt Disney is charging us an insane amount. Uh, we'll try and get this back to you as soon as possible, but they're charging insane rates. So they're off. ESPN is off of at least Spectrum. That probably means they're off Charter, uh, which is another cable provider. Uh, not sure what they're charging Comcast, but... If they're not off of there, they're probably they probably will soon. Um, of course, the the bundle with uh, I think they still have it bundle with ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu. I think they still have that bundle together, which is a great bundle by the would be a great bundle by the way. I wish I had it, but MLS needs to diverse and diversify their portfolio. And after this. 10 years with Apple, they need to seriously reconsider pushing some games to Fox, some to ESPN, some, keeping some with Apple, keeping do what do what the MLB is doing with putting with putting on that cuz I know they have Apple, Fox and uh and ESPN for their regular season games. I know they go to TBS and maybe some on TNT for their for their playoffs and then the world series is on Fox again, mm-hmm. but they need, they, but MLS needs to diversify their por- portfolio on where they put games up. And how long is the contract with Apple TV? 10 years, uh, See, 10 years, $2.5 billion. Right. So that, that's, that's a long contract and TV rights deals are getting huge. You see college football, big 10 sec, like these guys are signing long contracts. Absolutely. But something that the NHL did was they split, they did ESPN and Turner sports, right? So half of the, the 2023 playoffs were on ESPN, right? You get half the games and then the rest are on TNT or TBS, Right, those are three different channels I can flip to on my television to watch the game. Whereas with this, it's if I don't have that, I have no access, and it's not something that I can. At least I haven't checked. I can't stream that on some third-party site or anything. No, but so. But to be and to be fair to the into the MLS, you can watch, and you can watch all of these games on whatever Apple product you have because there are free games. Okay. There are free games that are available, oh. but some of them are just not always the one you want to watch. For example, 
as evidenced by with what I'm wearing, I'm a Seattle Sounders fan. I haven't seen a free game on Apple T on Apple TV of the of the Seattle Sounders except for like maybe one in the past four months. And for me, as as a Seattle Sounders fan, that is that's unacceptable because I also don't want to necessarily pay the eighty nine dollars for for MLS season pass when I'm not necessarily going to watch every single one of those games, just like NFL Sunday ticket. It might not, it would be, it's great to see, to see other games available, but I'm not going to watch every single game during the NFL season because not all of them are interesting to me as a, as a fan of a certain team. Like I'd I'd much rather Apple come out and give individual team deals mm-hmm. for if for fans who want that, but also have the incorporate incorporate everything and then maybe add the more maybe those uh, that like docu that docu series on uh, the MLS. Uh, on MLS players and teams and like maybe a hard knocks ish ish thing right. add that behind the paywall and in, in addition to the into the season into the season pass and make make that more enticing but also available yeah you can you can watch your individual team if you want to we just have some more programming here underneath the paywall i think the NFL has sort of bullied every other league because their their NFL Sunday ticket is really unmatched. I think it still is. It's been going on for years. I mean, MLB is up there. You can get your team's package. You can get the whole thing. NBA, I think, is a little weird just because it's, I don't think it's structured in the best way it could. Um, but, no, I, I think that's a good idea. Kind Because you said four months you went. I went. I've I've gone you, is it your four st- months. Still, still haven't. Still, ha- and there's only been one game in the pat in the past four months that have been free for the, for Seattle for the Seattle Sounders. Only one that I've been able been able to watch. Now, is that based on location? Since you are in Florida, I have no. It shouldn't be because the free because the free games are free for, uh, for on, everyone on Apple products on right? Apple products and, and you you have Apple products oh absolutely and I I want I have the Apple TV app on my on my smart TV back back home and I'm seeing San Jose versus versus Columbus okay, so I'm you're seeing, seeing West Coast teams well I'm yeah I I can see West Coast teams and and middle america teams and east teams but for some reason the seattle sounders just don't come up i i've even i even watched the uh the st louis uh at austin st louis city fc versus austin fc game a couple of weeks ago which was an absolute slaughter by the way uh st louis beat austin six to three but I was, but that's the number one team in the West. Everyone's watching them because they're doing so well, and they're an expansion team, which is even wilder. Uh, no one has. I don't think there's been a team, an expansion team, to come in and be ranked one immediate. The the number one ranked in their conference ever. Uh, I don't think Atlanta did it. I don't think Seattle did it. They, 
they're they're the number one team to watch in the West, and I'm seeing free games of theirs, but not my favorite team. They, it hasn't been available for months. What's Seattle's record? Uh, I mean, what is they, it? It's like third. ten. No, they're like ten wins. They're they're third in the conference. Okay, but okay, like, well, that's actually really good. You would think, yeah, yeah. If they're if they're a trash team, then nobody's really going to watch that. But I, I that's yeah. I feel bad because. For those who don't know, the MLS season is March until October, roughly, I think. Yes, right? yes. The, uh, early November. Early November with the playoffs and the and the uh, MLS and MLS Cup final. Okay. Um, yeah, and you're missing the last four months. That's what, August, yeah. July, June, and May. And the biggest one that I have a problem with is what's happening today because today is the uh, Seattle Sounders-Portland Timbers rivalry that stretches back to 1974 with when when they were in the when when American soccer was in the NASL day, in days uh, and this game is also behind the paywall. I can understand it's a rivalry game. You would want it behind the paywall, but you haven't had my team as a free game for months right and 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 i i i I want to i want to watch my game my team without having to pay 89 bucks for for the entire season pass i want that specific game to be to be free and to be one of their free games and it just doesn't happen 